Welcome to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I'm Christopher Dedian, founder and CEO of Dedian Enterprises, Inc. We are committed to optimize people's performance with tools such as peak performance speaking, coaching, and consulting programs for a worldwide international community. We believe that the only difference between where you are and where you want to be is acquiring the knowledge you need and consistently utilizing that knowledge to become a peak performing individual in every area of your life. Stick around until the end of the show where we will reveal how you can become the next guest on the fastest growing inspirational educational podcast on the planet in 20 to 30 minutes. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I am your host, Christopher Dedian, and I am so blessed and excited to have Katie Barnett with us today, which she is a senior sales rep at Modern. How are you doing, Katie? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me, Christopher. No problem at all. Can you please tell us a bit about yourself? I gave a small little introduction. Tell us what you do, what are you about, and let's just start from there. Well, um, I'm a mom of three and a firewife. And it's funny because I always joke around about women kind of starting off with like those things, right? Like it's it's <laughs> it's who we are, but it's true. And I feel like it gives a good background on what my life is probably like pretty regularly. My husband's uh Cal Fire, and so that means in California, they're just gone all the time. And um, as a mom of three, I am busy, busy and I kind of decided early on uh, that I was going to be a stay-at-home mom and then um, went into entrepreneurship because I have a busy mind and I love working and I love getting to um, really, I don't know, earn money and, and be leading and work with my brain a lot. I got a master's in education and then just kind of started having children. And so um, I started a business a home business selling signs and making things. I'm artistic. And that was a lot of fun, but really difficult with the hours and the amount of time I had to put in and found myself in network marketing about four years ago. And that's kind of where I've fallen into. And it's kind of a funny thing because there are so many interesting stigmas around it, but it's been life-changing for my family and for me in general, and just the personal development that's come from it and everything. Okay, so many great things to unpack there from your husband's career, from most importantly, having three amazing kids. And I love the way that you did start with that. And it is so true because it gives us a good understanding who you are, why you decide to work from home, why you're a phenomenal entrepreneur and even the artistic side. So that is really great and uh, really looking forward to unpack that. And let's start with the aspect of what is it that you sell exactly with uh, Moderna and what is that product over there? What do you, what do, you do exactly with that in itself? Modair is a clean living company. Our flagship product is our collagen. And um, collagen is obviously a very well-known and very highly Googled uh, supplement on the market right now. It is not very regulated. And so what Modair has done is they have a patented process for um, not only utilizing a specific part of um, its chicken sternal cartilage, and making it down to like a molecular size that's actually bioavailable to you. Um, But then also uh, just the the matrix of it makes it highly absorbable, highly bioavailable and better than anything else on the market. So it's really fun because not only does collagen help you look younger, um, it helps you feel younger, it helps with joint pain, ligaments, 
um, gut health, which is really, really important to really all aspects of health from how you feel to how you wake up in the morning. So it's been a really um, incredible product to get to share with people because it changes like anybody's life at anybody's at any stage. And that's just, that's really like our, that's our big wow factor. We also have a lot of gut health products and then we go into really affordable yet clean and safe um, home care products for, for your home. And so honestly, um, I was previously with a company that was all about clean living and I loved that. I loved bringing healthy options into people's lives. Um, this company encompasses all areas of clean living. And that was really, um, really exciting for me to be able to be somewhere where I knew that I'd be able to help in all areas of clean living. I love that. And you you sound so passionate about it and so in line with who you are as a person, because if not, you wouldn't be able to sell it, right? Like if you're not believing in the product and just the way you explained it, and there were so many things that you explained, I had no idea about like the collagens and all that stuff that's completely uh, new to me. Obviously, we're aware, like, you know, be careful what you're cleaning your product or your house with, especially if you have kids and all that, like depending how old they are, they crawl and all that stuff. So it's really interesting to approach it that way. And do you see the marketplace shifting towards that clean living so much more now? And if so, why do you think that's happening nowadays so much more than before? Oh my gosh, there's so many reasons for it. I mean, in my in my opinion, I am a research like hog. I just love research, whether it's on a product or whether it's on algorithms or what's happening in the marketplace. And you know, the truth of the matter is people have more information now. They have access to more information. And um with that, you get people wanting answers and people want to know what is in this product. I mean, recently we had a very well-known um sunscreen brand come out and say, "Hey, we we got, we got to give, you know, give it all back because it has a cancer causing chemical in it. And it's one of those things where you're going, what, yeah. what <laughs> we trusted you, you know? And so it's really, I mean, the, the wokeness is, is such, it's such a great thing, you know, and, um, it's scary to think how many, products are unregulated and how many different, um, ingredients really just go over our heads. Um, but I love that people are waking up to it. They're becoming more aware of it. And that in that they're requiring companies to start caring and start changing these things. And so when you have companies that are doing that from the get-go, um, and that's what you're going to see coming out of the gates these days, uh, it's a beautiful thing because they can only get better. Right. And uh, with with how much awareness there is, it just holds everyone more accountable. You get more transparency from companies. You get people who are more educated about the topics and about the ingredients. And um, I think it's a really amazing shift in the marketplace. And prior to this, prior to the last, I don't know, I would say maybe five to 10 years and, and maybe even sooner than that, but um, it costs a lot of money to keep your house chemical free. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, so then you're almost being taken advantage of. There are a lot of companies that claim to be clean um, and they just use pretty marketing for it. And so everybody's becoming more aware of that um, thanks to the internet, social media, um, just people having voices more now. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think that it's not only gonna be something that's required of companies, it's going to be something that we are gonna to get to see more companies coming out with. And I'm, I'm excited, I love it. I love trying and learning about everything new that's coming out that's gonna be 
beneficial to health and beneficial to our families. And, um, there's still those that do it wrong, but, um, I, I think that the more education that we have, the, the better it's all going to get. I love that. I love that. Cause essentially what you're saying is the aspect that we're getting more educated on it. We're able to keep these big companies accountable, which is the main thing that you said. And it's so correct because back in the day, we didn't know it. And even now, like you said, there's still some callbacks and like, wait a minute, you're telling us put on this on our face. And now you're saying there's some potential cancer towards it. So it is great that there's companies such as yourself that are coming forward and pushing the envelope. So then the big name companies have no choice, but to adapt to the marketplace. So I love that aspect. And uh, Kathy, we were talking about mental health right before we got onto the call and you, and it was something that was very passionate to you. Can you please talk to me about that? What's your ideology behind it? How do you keep your mental health going from just being a mother of three, having a husband, what I understand, which is a fireman in the forest of California, which is like, let's call it a hectic, very hectic uh, job. And you'll kind of tell us your perception as it, like, you know, when your husband leaves, like all of that, like, how do you deal with all of that? How do you help? How do you do your mental health to go really to the next level, essentially? Yeah, I, so, I mean, I don't even know where to start. Mental health is such an important and dear thing to my heart. I feel like it's something that, you know, I'm I'm very close with my family, but um, it wasn't something that really was talked about often, you know, and I actually come from a family of firefighters. My dad was a firefighter and he was a fire chief. He went through, he was amazing. So, um, but, um, you know, for me, I always, I think I always suffered some level of anxiety and, and then it wasn't really recognized. Um, and yes, my husband has a very, I mean, right now we have one of the biggest fire, we have the biggest fire in California and I can actually see the plumes from the end of our street it's massive. And my husband's in a helicopter as we speak (laughs) fighting this fire. Right. (laughs) I'm like, okay, he's fine. I always tell people he's just selling insurance. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but you know, but my side of that, honestly, I don't even let myself go to the stress of that. I I'm raising three kids and that's hard enough. You know, um, you can hear the airplanes going by right now. Um, and then there's this, just the anxiety of being a mother again, with all that education that's out there. I feel like I always told my mom, you guys had it easy. Like you didn't have people judging your every move on social media, um, telling you that it's wrong to let them cry, wrong to let them feel that. So as far as mental health goes, there's so many different avenues that I could go down, but the truth of the matter is that I don't feel like people talk about it enough. I think that there's so still so much stigma attached to the need to get help, the need to um, recognize when something doesn't feel right within you. Um, And so I work really hard on my, in my social media areas to share and talk. And I have so much more to share. I've been depressed. I suffer from anxiety. Um, I love therapy. I feel as though therapy is just something that I will never, I will be a lifetime therapy patient. And um, it's, easily one of been one of the biggest gifts of my life. And honestly, even if that therapy session is just somebody telling you like, you're doing good, you know, (laughs) you're doing okay. Or, um, there's just so much that you can learn from yourself. And I've become a better friend and a better person and a better mom through just like constantly working on myself. And the only way that I can go and do all the things that I want to do, because I want to go big, you know, I want to, I want to help other people 
go bigger than I ever dreamed of before, you know? So in order to do that, I need to be in the right mental space in order to be a good mom. I need to be in the right mental space. And that can mean antidepressants that can mean seeing a therapist that can mean getting on your Peloton every single morning, even if it, you know, drives you crazy. It can mean just like locking yourself in your bedroom and taking a 10 minute break when you really need it. Um, but I just, I feel so strongly about just people being able to open up about mental health because every time I do, I have more people come to me and, and thank me because people are afraid to share what that's like, you know, and, and I get it. I totally do. So I, I feel like as long as I'm willing to be vulnerable and put myself out there and talk about the struggles that I've gone through, um, and the things that I deal with, then people will hopefully start to feel more comfortable about their own struggles. And that doesn't mean they have to share it on social media at all, but it's all normal, you know, and there's always somebody who cares about you. And, um, there's always somebody who has gone through what you're, what you are feeling. Katie, I love this conversation. I love it so much. And I just want to say thank you very much for bringing it up. And I really want to unpack it before doing so. I just have to say my background study is fireman. So I 100% understand all the things that you're going through. So God bless your your father and your husband that's taking care of all these amazing people in California right now. So we'll definitely uh, bring them some positive vibes and energy on that end. And you mentioned something that's so important it's been the last three plus years that I am a peak performance coach and I work with Kathy, like high end CEO, C-suite employees, uh, entrepreneurs that succeed extremely well. And I kid you not, the number one thing that I realized is everybody has a certain form of anxiety, of fear, of let's call it sometimes depression, whatever label you want to give it or not give it, everybody has it. And unfortunately, people think they're the only person that's going through it. So I love the fact that you're talking about it, that you're open about it, because once people hear it, they're like, oh, wait a minute, I'm not alone going through it. For sure, you're not alone. We're human beings. We have emotions. We go up and down, and there's nothing wrong with being in those down moments, as long as you're aware of it, and then you know that you're in that period for X amount of time. And then you, you gave a couple of like tricks and methodologies, uh, as well as being uh, going to therapy, which I am a huge fan of. And there is a big stigma, like you said, like, if you had a broken arm today, it would be super normal to be like, hey, I'm going to go see a doctor, right? That's physical. People see it. It's tangible. But because mental health is not necessarily tangible, it's tough to define. It's tough to explain. People throw it under the rug. Now, that being said, what are some of the things that you do on a daily basis when we talk about your rituals, your habits, your methodology, especially that this show is all about high performance? What do you do to be a high-performing individual when it comes to your mental health? Yeah. Um, well, it's funny because the first thing is, is really kind of silly. And, um, and it, it was given to me by my therapist. One of the first times that I went into his office and he asked me what my stress level was. And I just kind of looked at him like, I don't even have a number, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Not on the chart. No number. I love that. The eyes you did though, for the, for the people that are listening to this, or I don't know if you can be watching it, but the eyes she put up, which is like the number that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes, do you, what are you, what are your skills for coping? Like, what do you do to cope? And I just, I was in that space where it was like, I can't, and he goes, and he, all he did was go. Yeah. And, you know, and I did it with him just as you did it with me. And, um, it's, it, that is a tool that I use with my kids often, 
because the second they see me do that, you know, even if we're in a, you know, we're in a conflict, they're upset, they're crying, like you can't help but try that deep breath, you know? And, and he, and he goes, the first thing you have to do is get some oxygen moving through your body. Because when you are in that fight or flight zone, um, we, we take shorter breaths, we, and it, it, it does nothing for helping us start to cope with whatever it is that we're feeling. And so breathing and, you know, I love yoga. I, I love it dearly. I, it's not something that I say everybody needs to do or has to do, but it's just something that, um, I've incorporated into my life. And so, um, you know, I do breathing with yoga, but sometimes I just sit and I breathe and, um, that's number one. I, it, it just is. And that's something that you can take with you at, at during any part of your day. And you realize like, what am I feeling? Like, what do I, do I want to drink? What do I want? No, just, I need a couple of big, deep breaths, you know? Um, but then it's also that time to myself and that can be really, really hard to get as a mom. Um, especially if you're, you know, stay at home, mom, single mom, even, you know, you're working mom, um, I mean, I take advantage of like drives, <laughs> like if I'm driving to the, to the gas station, I'm like, okay, this is my time, but, um, taking time to yourself, um, and whether you meditate in the morning or have found a devotional that you like, um, and just like something to not just breathe and think and meditate or pray, but, but to actually um, give myself something like feed my soul. So, um, sometimes I have to force myself to do that, but when I fit that personal development in, and again, there are some great options out there that are just like one pagers, you know, you've got, you've got a quote from some, you know, Tolstoy or something, and then someone's opinion of it. And then you can write a little bit about it and it will reset your brain in ways that are just, they're amazing and awesome. And so, um, and then for me, exercise is another one. And again, that's just what I consider to be my own form of therapy. Um, and I think that that doesn't have to be for everyone, but, um, for me, it just helps my brain like zone out. Um, and then I get to allow the good things to come in, you know, the good thoughts. And all of a sudden, most of the time when I'm exercising, I'll like, all of a sudden be like, I need a pen and paper. hundred <laughs> percent. Cause you're in that state of flow. I, I, I love that. And the reality of the matter is breathing is such an underutilized tool when it comes to stress or anything. Cause like you said, you said it so well, and it's scientifically like proven when you're on that fight or flight, your breaths are faster, they're shorter. And then your body perceives that you're in danger towards, if you take a step back and just take that dying priming breath, then you're like, Oh, wait a minute. Your body starts thinking, okay, everything's back into normal. So then your serotonin levels get fixed. Everything gets a lot better on that end. And definitely a tool that, I utilize as well. And the other thing that you mentioned is, is working out towards that. You do yoga, which I love as well. Whatever form of like activity you're doing, it could be as simple as a walk. It could be a workout, whatever the case is, the mind and body connection is so interlinked and you cannot like suppress that if you want to have great mental health. And one thing as well, I'm just going to mention that I personally do. And you'll tell me it's something that you practice or uh, on that end, uh, Katie. And for me, when I get overwhelmed or stressed, I get up and I physically leave the area that I'm at. 
So sometimes I'm at the desk, I have a client, I'm speaking to whatever, and it's the area that's kind of heavy. And then I just leave that area. You could go in the kitchen, you could go somewhere else, go see a colleague, go outside. Outside would be the best, but take that breath air somewhere else. It kind of separates that moment in itself. Is that a practice that you use? Is it something that you've seen some benefits out of? Yeah. Have you ever heard of like the doorway theory? No, but I'm guessing so, it's be good. So tell me. I don't know if that's like the official word for it, but that's what I'm going to call it. And, um, but basically like just the physical act of walking through a doorway can like reframe everything. Yeah. And it's actually like walking through a doorway. And so um, getting up, going somewhere else, even just for a few minutes. And even if you're if like writer's block or you forgot what, you know, so it's not just about anxiety, but it's just about, um, yeah, like having to get somewhere else so that the things that you are focused on, you know, and when it's anxiety, you're focused on, maybe it's just one thing, but it's really hard to get unfocused from that thing. But by getting up, going somewhere else, doing something for a minute, it can absolutely help you just like get your head around things with a little bit more um, rationale, I guess. I love that. I love that doorway theory. I'm going to use that 100%. I love that analogy. And you're absolutely right. It's not only for mental health. It's good for creativity as well. As if once you do a work for so long, your brain stops sending resources to that particular work because it gets bored. So by moving, leaving the room, coming back, taking a five-minute break, that's why the Pomodoro technique is such a utilized technique, which is 25 minutes of work for five minutes of break. That break is so necessary for your creativity and well-being. So I love that approach in itself. And and Katie, please tell me about like the entrepreneur side of how you do your stuff, how you approach it, especially being a mom and so on. And the artistic side as well, because you did mention that you have an artistic side that was something you used to do. How do you balance that? structured entrepreneurial life with the creative artist life does that coexist is there a battle always between both how do you go about that um i think that it does coexist really well it's gotten it's been fun to try and figure out how to make that so um you know i and i was a teacher before all of this so that's another kind of aspect that um i love like that's my favorite thing is educating educating people and and then getting to be a leader as well and so um, you know, it's hectic. I'm not going to lie. I, I started a business originally just to see how it went. It went really well. And then I stepped it up and I wanted to go big. And then I had to pivot because I needed, I needed to shift. And Modere was my pivot point. Um, I wanted more, I wanted to be able to work on different things. And so, um, this year I should add, we homeschooled a hundred percent. That's another thing. hundred <laughs> percent. That, that's yeah. I mean, hats I was off. like, I'm a teacher. I've got this. Yeah, it's not the same when it's your kids, right? I'm sure of it. Yeah. Oh my! And God. I taught high school. My kids are four, six, and nine. So I would. That was just very, very different. Um, yeah. and so juggling the juggling act was intense. Um, I did get to. I forced them to do a lot of art, so that was good for my artistic side. Um, but right now, a lot of my creativity comes out in graphic creation, and I like to make little videos and um, things like that. So that's been really fun. And, and honestly, what I love the most about having kind of, I mean, I still do some work mostly for friends who beg me when it comes to my, um, calligraphy and chalk business, but, um, it's now it's 
a stress relief for me. You know, it's something that I'll, I'll just like, just draw a picture to, again, let myself just be, clear my mind, create something. Creating something for me is just always, I, I've, I, it's so strange because I never considered myself an artist, although I, I've always been able to do some level of art. Um, and so I always like finish something and I'm like, can't believe that I did that, you know, and anybody can do that. You can pick up a cross stitch. You can pick up, you know, there are so many like basic levels of, um, create creative things that you can do. Now they have like the paint by numbers and it's like, you're finished and you have a Monet. Um, and it's still, it's so good. Like just zone out, do the thing. Um, there's something really good about seeing a finished product of something and art is, um, uh, you know, in, in life, that's what we want, right? We want to end up to, painting a picture that we get to look at or that other people will look at once we're gone and say, wow, that was exceptional. You know, she did something, he did something really exceptional with that. And so that's what I love about art and being creative and those kinds of things. Even when it's just teaching my kids how to braid something or tie a shoe, you know, it's something you get to be proud of at the end of it. Um, And, you know, that ties into mental health as well as anything else. And then as far as with my business, you know, I've just had to create pretty, strong boundaries with my kids. Um, and it's hard because my business is done all online, um, mostly from my phone. Although, you know, I do get on my computer pretty often, but, um, it can all be done from my phone. And so making sure that they understand that when I'm looking at my phone, I'm not on TikTok. I mean, sometimes I'm on TikTok, but (laughs) the trap of TikTok, it pulls you in. No, but I'm working, you know, and then explaining to them, mommy works. And this is, these are the things that come from me working. And you guys have to respect that the same way that we respect when dad goes to work, you know, and that's a, that's a constant kind of lesson that, that, but I think that at this point, they understand that what I do is actually bringing in a very substantial part of our, our world. And um, so with that, I'm able to then really set boundaries, set time limits, you know, schedule time for team, my business, um, the kids. And um, it's really important when you're working from home. I mean, anybody who's done it or anybody who's taken an online course, you you are completely, you know, you have to hold yourself accountable. And the only way that you get to be successful is to do the work. And so um, having a family that's going to understand and support that is really important. I love it. I love it. It's so clear that you know where you're going and you set your boundaries, like you said, because if you're not setting your boundaries, nobody is, and they don't know that they're doing something bad or good. So I love the fact that you clarified, Hey, this is this time for business, this, that, and the other, and the artistic side of things. I love it. I'm not sure if everybody could do a Monet, even with the numbers, because I personally cannot, but that being said, I personally love going and looking at amazing art pieces And I'm somebody that's artistic in my own way, more to the fashion side of things. But when it comes to drawing and all that, I don't have anything. But it is so beautiful, like you said, almost the legacy of like what you're going to leave to the next generation towards your kids, towards family, towards and whatever it turns out to. And I want to have your opinion on this because I actually researched it and I was like, why do we find art pretty? Like what's it's binary tough to find out something is pretty or not or whatever, because obviously it goes with taste. And what I found is actually uh, Aristotle did a little research on it. And what he was saying is that 
an art or anything that we find pretty is usually something that we're missing within our life. So if you're finding, imagine like I'm seeing a nice picture behind you, which is an ocean. And if you find that pretty, maybe it's telling you, Hey, you need a bit more peace in your life. Maybe you need a bit more strength in your life. If you're looking at this tree and so on and so forth. Do you ever see that after you're doing your artistry, you take a step back and you look at it and like, Oh, wow, this is interesting, but it's kind of speaking to you in a subconscious way. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I would definitely say so. Um, I think that that is probably a very true sentiment, you know, like I I know, like I said, a lot of times I kind of look back at what I've done and I'm like, well, I don't even know how I did that. Like, I didn't know know it was going to turn out looking like that. (laughs) Um, but just like that, we were on a trip to Disneyland and, um, a lot, this happens to me a lot where I'll just kind of get in the, in the zone and just do, you know, and we were on a trip to Disneyland and I was having a lot of anxiety this one night and all, all of us, we were sharing like a suite with my parents and the, my kids and it's packed and everybody's asleep. And I'm just like having anxiety, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I got out my phone and I'm like, I've never done this before but I just started drawing um, like in the notepad, like uh-huh. with just like the colors and everything in it. And I actually forgot that I had done it. Right. And it was, it was, um, it was triggered by a quote that I, that somebody, something that somebody quoted, cause I was going through social media or whatever. And they said, um, you have to stand in the waves. And the purpose, like the purpose of that was like, you know, the waves are going to come and sometimes it's going to be calm and you're going to feel chill and it's going to be okay. But like the waves are going to come. Some of them are going to be so big. They threaten to pass, you know, knock you down, but you need to stand in those waves. And so that just like struck me and I, and I'm, you know, feeling this way. And so I just start drawing with my finger on this, which is not, this is not my medium, <laughs> but I just needed to do something. And I forgot about it until two days later, I was going through my phone and I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh, like, that's beautiful. Like, and it just kind of showed in it, like how I was really feeling, you know, it's just an image of a girl standing in the waves, but, um, it was chaos, but then like the, this, the feeling behind it and the quote that going with it was like, we can stand in these waves, you know, I'm going to stand through this wave and I'm going to keep standing in these waves. Um, and so, you know, yeah. And I think that when I look at that, it was, it was not just like something that it was something that I needed. It was the strength that I needed that was portrayed in the picture that I drew. Um, I love that. I love that. You just told us that little story and it just essentially says that it's actually true. What Socrates Aristotle was saying with that aspect. So it's very interesting. Thank you for bringing that up. And one last question, because I want to be respectful for your time here. Where can the audience find you if they want anything from Modere or connect with you? What would be the best medium to connect with you essentially? Instagram, um, KT Ann with an E Barnett. So it's just all Katie Ann Barnett. Um, but just this, the letters KT Ann Barnett or levelafternext.org. And that kind of has all the different ways to find me. I love that. And everything will be in the show notes below. So Katie, thank you very much for having this moment with us. It was really great. I love our conversation that we had about mental health, about balancing uh, family life and being an entrepreneur. So thank you for, for this moment. And I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you so much. It was wonderful. Speak to you soon. Bye.
Christopher Dedian here. Thank you so much for listening to the Peak Performance Fitness Show. If you're a successful entrepreneur or entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot of your phone, text it to a friend, or post it on the socials. If you know somebody that could be a great guest, please tag them on social media to let them know about this program and don't forget to include the hashtag Peak Performance Greatness. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We regularly put out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episode, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Your thumbs up, rating, and review go a long way to help us promote this show and it would mean a lot to me as well as my team. You want to know more? Go ahead and visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or my YouTube channel at Christopher Didier. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Have a blessed and grateful day.